an atheist, is walking through the forest admiring all the wonderful accidents of evolution and how beautiful the mountains are and the trees are when all of a sudden he hears behind him a rustling. He looks behind and there's a bear following him. I don't know if you've heard this before. Okay, so it begins to run faster and faster and faster. The bear is getting closer and closer. Eventually he trips and the bear is on top of him now. He looks, looks up at the bear and the bear is about to swipe, take a swipe at him. And when he just cries out, oh God, time freezes. The river freezes. The air freezes, the sounds freeze, everything freezes, there's a big light in the sky. God speaks. Hey, you don't even believe in me. What are you calling on me now? And so the atheist says, well, okay, God, it's true. I don't. It's true. And look, you know, it would be hypocritical of me to say that I do and that I want you now when I've rejected you my whole life. But I need some help. Look, would you do me a favour? Just one thing. Would you maybe make the bear a Christian? I mean, he believes in you, surely. Would you just remind him that you're God? And God says, okay, fair enough. And so all of a sudden, time unlocks. Everything continues. The river flows. And as he looks up, the bear, sure enough, stops. Kneels down, clasps his claws together, closes his eyes and says, thank you, God, for the meal I'm about to receive. And, and the rest, as you know. Look, here's the thing, and the reason I tell you that is the atheist has no hope when he's in a predicament outside of himself. He can look to another human, but look, we're all fallible. You know, this COVID situation has revealed that to us, hasn't it? Uh, that, that we're all fallible. The atheist has no one to turn to other than a fellow human who may be just as incompetent as him. You know, if two people are blind, if the blind lead the blind, there's no hope, is there? And what you and I have, and it matters now, it matters tomorrow, is that we have someone beyond, look, I have someone beyond Lee or Jingo or Sid, you know, or Naomi or, or, or Denise. You know, we have someone beyond another human that we can turn to. And I think what Psalm 46 is reminding us is that this being that we can turn to is all-powerful. He's competent. He's always on the ball. And I think about each other, you know, uh, look, think about me, is I'm not always on the ball. I sometimes drop the ball. You know, and, and we're all like that, aren't we? But God is always on the ball. He's always competent. He's always equal to the circumstance. He's equal to what's happening in the essay at the moment. And he's equal to what's happening in our lives at the moment. So I'll just briefly take us through the psalm. Like I say, if you want to say something, just unmute yourself and contribute. But look, first heading, God can be trusted. God can be trusted in crises. Here's what he says. God is our refuge and strength. Two things. He's a refuge. That means he's somewhere that we're sheltered. If, you can, if we look at military terms here, you know, the Roman shield. It was a great place of refuge in, in, in fighting that the soldiers could pin it to the ground, be behind it, it was big enough, and it would shield them from most, at least an offensive attack. So the number one thing is the refuge. And the second thing about, about the Romans is that they moved forward offensively. It's what made them so strong that they could both protect themselves and advance simultaneously. God both protects us and keeps us moving. You know the Church of Jesus Christ 
it's never in retreat. I mean, look at Corona. I mean, you think that this is a time where the church will be in retreat, you know, penned up, pinned in, you know. But what are we doing this morning? Do you, I don't know if you see it like that, but this morning we are, this is offensive. <laughs> I hope I'm not offending you. <laughs> okay, but not offensive in that sense. This is offensive. We are still doing church, aren't we? We're defying the virus. We're defying evil. We are still meeting. We, we still sang together. We're still together as a church. We're still unified. We're still moving forward. Church is happening. And I think that's a picture that God is telling us is that nothing will keep us back. And look, it goes on to say he's an ever-present help in trouble. And there's no point having, look, a friend of mine in the UK, beautiful lady, she's 95 or 97, young, okay? Uh, and, and, and and she wears this thing around the neck so she can call emergency help if she hasn't, if she's in a, in a moment. You know, we have those here, don't we? I think some of you have them. Well, she fell over. Well, she couldn't get out of the bath. Uh, well, she fell into the bath, a dry bath, uh, a couple of years back when we were there. And she was there the whole night, cold, freezing cold in a bath, because she'd left her pendulum on the side. <laughs> so she couldn't reach it. Hey, that's, a, you know, if you guys wear one of those, don't ever take them off, okay? Right. You know, it's one thing having... The promise of help, but it's another thing having access to it whenever we need it. And the thing about God is an ever-present help in trouble. In other words, He's always accessible. He's always competent. He'll never lay you down. There's never an excuse with God. There's, there's something that's quite funny I heard in the UK once. Uh, uh, so one of our fans, Jimmy Cricket. Has anyone, anyone ever heard of Jimmy Cricket here? Is look, Graham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... he's, he's you know, he's way beyond my era, but as a kid, I used to love him. So Jimmy Cricket is telling these jokes. Once he says, you know, uh, he met a guy who, who was an expert at karate. And he was telling him that, that with his bare, bare feet, he can chop a tree in half. And with his bare feet, he can assail a gang of youths. With a bare feet, you know, he could beat his, you know, uh, kick his way out of a, 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 a prison cell. With his bare feet. All the stuff he could do with his bare feet. And then he said afterwards, late the other day, though... Uh, he goes, ah, I got beaten up by a gang of youth. And he goes, well, someone said, well, how did that happen? I thought you could, you could, you know, uh, assail a group with your bare feet. He goes, yeah, I could. But the issue was, I couldn't get my shoes and socks off quick enough. So, <laughs> the thing about God is, he doesn't need to get his shoes and socks off. There's never an excuse. God will never be able to say, I'm sorry. I just didn't get there in time. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. I was preoccupied. He's an ever-present help. That means you, Christian, always have his help, his attention. The psalmist promises us that he always shows up. Look, again, a few UK illustrations here. It's only because, obviously, that's where most of my life happened uh, look, Crocodile Dundee, you guys like Crocodile Dundee? Mick Dundee? Is he popular here? Because uh, they love him, they love him, in the, we love him in the UK. Okay, so Mick Dundee, I think it's Crocodile Dundee too, he's out with Sue, they're in town, and it is, it's one of those famous scenes of the movie. She's in trouble, someone pulls out a knife on her, uh, 
and then you know it's this little flick knife and then Mick Dundee you know the scene don't you pulls out his knife and he, go, and he says to this guy you call that a knife <laughs> or oh, 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 this is you know is that a knife you know and these guys just flee and, and then uh, Sue says you know look Mick um, I always feel safe when I'm with you I, I'm always calm when I'm with you. Hey, Christian, you're always with Jesus. We have reason, whatever may be happening, to always be calm. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just preaching. Give me a moment, okay? Um, we can always be calm. Always. And so, let me move on uh, from that. Therefore, we will not fear Though earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with a surgeon. Look, someone answer here. Just unmute yourself if you want. Uh, what scenario is verse 2 and 3? The earth gives way, the mountains fall into the sea, the waters roar and foam. What scenario is that envisaging? Anyone? It's catastrophic, isn't it? It's end-of-the-world scenarios. It's an extinction-level event. Can you see that? This is the biggest calamity we could possibly have. This is World War Three, or possibly even... You know, they've said since the virus came out that the biggest threat to human existence, and I've shown videos of Steve Jobs or, or uh, Bill Gates speaking uh, years ago about the biggest danger to human civilization is a nuclear war it's a viral pandemic i mean uh, bill gates was recorded saying that five years ago a viral pandemic is the biggest threat to human existence this is picturing the biggest threat to human existence. And because God's on the throne, because he's an ever-present help, verse 2 tells us, and look, I know this is easy to say, but it's true, okay, that, the big, that our response in whatever pandemic we may be in is we're not to fear. That we don't need to fear. And if there's one message our Prime Minister can give to the nation... Our premier can give to SA, uh, you know, that we can speak to each other. Is that whatever is happening out there, even if it's an extinction level event, we don't need to fear. Hey, look, I know that's easy to say, but it can be our experience. And it is our experience as we interact with God's word. And so let me move on still further. I just want to be a bit quicker. And so here's what we do. When we face these calamities, these crises, these difficulties, whether nationally, statewide, or personally, it's 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And Christian, would you hear that with me? Would you just hear that? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let me remind you, he's God. He's really big. He's really busy. Okay? But he cares for you. For you, Graham. And you, Lee. And you, Heather. And for you, little Theo. 
for you, Catherine, for, for you, Pamela, for you, Jerry, and you, Peter, and you, Heather, and you, Helen, sorry. That's the wonder of it for Sarah and for Michael. Cast your care on him because he cares for you. Remember that. Secondly then, God is amidst his, pe amidst his people in crisis. Therefore, there's a stream who's, uh, who, who makes glad the city of God, the place where the Most High dwells. I want to be really quick here. I think that's a picture of God dwelling amidst his people in their crisis. So the picture here is God's not given us his help from, from the space station, you know, where it's safe. He's not doing this from up there way and high outside, you know, the reality. What, what the psalm is telling us is that he's doing this from within. It's a picture of the incarnation, ultimately, because what did God do to bring us help? What did he do to demonstrate how much he cares? What did he do to, to truly identify with us? He, what happens at Christmas is going to happen next month in our celebration. He came. And the thing about Jesus, he didn't come in a space suit, did he? His suit, did he? He didn't come in a spacecraft. He didn't come all geared up, you know, with all his paraphernalia on. You know, he, he came. Look, I'll use this word, you know, uh, sensitively. He came naked. He came in a vulnerable he came as the most vulnerable creature we know. What is the most, most vulnerable state to be in as a human? A babe. He came in the most vulnerable way, in the most vulnerable circumstances, to show that he's truly identifying with us. Do you see that? Hey, that's your God. He could have come as God, couldn't he? And, and you expected him to come as God. But no, he came as one of us. Hey, he truly, Hebrews 4, can identify with everything. He's in our midst. And here's a wonder of it. Yes, he came in all his vulnerability as a little baby in a manger. But do you know, I'm sure you know, that all power, all power was his. Even then. That Jesus at that moment, in all his vulnerability, was keeping the world functioning. Was keeping the, 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 the earth orbiting the solar system. He was still powerful. And that God who came at that moment is our God. Verse 5. God is within us. You will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. That links other parts of scripture together. The break of day there is important because when the Israelites had their back up against the wall or against the Red Sea, we're told in Exodus 14, it was at the break of day that God helped them. It was at the break of day that the sea parted. I think one of the other things it tells us, friends, is that God's help is timed. We've said this before in Ruth. Look, we want God to do what we need him to do now. Let me, look, if you don't know this about me, you most probably do, I can be really impatient. I want God to do it now. Now. Really, the thought of tomorrow, for me, is a million miles away. I want God to do it now. 
I want his help now. The answers the prayer now. Look, we can be like that, can't we? And the thing about God is, He hears, He cares, it matters to Him. Excuse me. But He's working to His own time timetable. He's working to His own timetable. When He's ready, when the season is right, when it's the right time, when all the pieces from God's perspective line up, it's then. And even if that means making us wait the whole night, think of the Israelites waiting the whole night with Pharaoh's army ready to pounce on them with all the fear. Can you imagine what, what, what Moses was getting from the people? With all that fear, you think God would act more quickly, but no, he waits. The thing about God is, God is, God has confidence in his own ability. That's good to know, isn't it? And so God, Christian, will wait to the perfect moment in your life, even if that means waiting to the part when we think, hey, sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes I've found you just give up. And it's at that moment, God comes and says, hey, I'm here. I've got this one. And the psalm is telling us amidst COVID or whatever else that's particularly concerning us now, he's got this. He's got this. And then he says, verse 6, he lifts his voice and the earth melts. And the picture here is, is there's all this chaos going here. There's mountains falling into the sea. There's things crashing. The sea's going crazy. Everything's absolutely turbulent. Like, remember when Jesus was in the boat? And then God just lifts his voice. And everything's fixed. We had a Mr. Black as our headmaster at school, our principal. I don't know if you had a Mr. Black. Boy, like his name suggests, he was scary. Seriously, when he would walk into a classroom, for whatever reason, everybody was silent. And when he spoke, boy, you could hear the pin drop. Okay, really. I don't suppose Catch Me was, he was anything like uh, Mr. Bean. No, no, I can't, I can't imagine Mr. Bean doing that when he walked into the classroom. I'll be like, hey, hi, Mr. Bean, how are you doing? Uh, but when Mr. Black walked into a room, boy, if he, if he lifted his voice, you would, you paid attention. When God speaks, when he speaks into your situation, when he speaks into SA, when he speaks into COVID, when he speaks into our cancer, when he speaks into our concerns about tomorrow, when he speaks into what we're hoping for. Hey, everyone pays attention. Remember demons when they heard him speak? They listened. And what made the disciples put their faith so strongly in Jesus is that when there was waves as high as whatever they were, when you're about to drown and Jesus says, hush, they said, didn't they? They marveled that even the wind and the waves that's the God. And so that's why the psalm says, when he speaks, the earth melts. And then finally, in just in two or three minutes, okay, God's might is to be awed in stillness. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. And then he says these, these lovely words in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. 
What God is saying, friends, he's got this one. He's got the thing that you're hoping in. He's got that one. He's got your illness. He's got your predicament. He's got our nation's predicament. He's got our world's predicament in his hand. I know that there's a race to find an antivirus, what you call them, a vaccine. He's not in a race. Do you know penicillin was discovered by accident? It wasn't. Was it? Penicillin was discovered by God's divine providence. At the very moment that God says now, those particles descended and landed and, and, and by accident it was discovered. There's a race to find the vaccine and we may be getting there now. It's a God's precise timing that he will be found, he may have already been found, developed and given to us. And that's the case for you. Whatever your particular predicament, God in his timing will speak and things will change. And our response therefore should be to him. And look, Another one of my flaws. This look. Let me tell you another one of my flaws is is when there's an issue, I'm racing round like crazy, trying to get it fixed. My immediate response to crises is to step up a gear, and I'm already already running high gear anyway, don't I? Okay. Well, God commands, and it's a command. Listen to me. It's, re- it's a rebuke actually, and I think this is how He's saying it. Get ready for this. You may want to put your fingers in your ear. Be still. Be still. Stop. Slow down. Okay, I've got this. Be still. Let me do it. Whatever you put your hand to, you always mess up. You always make the waters murky. You know, you know, just stand aside with you. Let me do this. Be still and know that I am God. That's what he's saying to us. In this pandemic, in our lockdown, in the state of our country, in our personal difficulties, in our church challenges. Look, we want to grow as a church. We want more resources in our church. And God is saying, be still. I've got this one. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. He's got our future in his hand, personally, as a church, as a state, as a country, as a world, as a globe. And the response that he wants from us is to be still. Look, let me just say something. That doesn't mean that we don't do anything. No, I don't do church. I don't go and see a doctor when I'm ill. I don't make plans. I don't have a goal. I don't have a hope that I'm hoping will materialise in the future. It doesn't mean we do stop all that. It means we do all that in a state of stillness. In a state of rest. In a state of confidence. I make plans. We make plans. We're going to do evangelism as a church and, 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 and we're going to put brochures out there and, and, and we're going to have flyers and we're going to make the website accessible and we're going to put up Zoom meetings. You see, we're doing all these things but we're not doing them like a boy in the china shop. Like, like, like it all depends on me. 
Hey, I want to say sorry to you. <laughs> As a church, would it sometimes I've done that. As though it all depends on me. I have. Not only in church, but in things in my own life. And what God is saying is, yes, do the right things. But trust me. If, uh, from, 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 from the ancient wars in Britain, that saying uh, of, of uh, Thomas Cranmere, I think, uh, if I can remember correctly, he said uh, about the fighters, uh, you know, uh, trust God. Do you know it? Trust God and keep your gunpowder or keep your powder dry. Can you see what he was saying? Yes, we trust God. We're still before him. But we still keep our powder dry because we may have to shoot somebody. You know, and, and, and hey, let's trust him. Let's be still. He's got it in hand. And let's watch. Let's watch it pan out. Let's watch what he does. Let's watch him bring us through COVID. Let's watch our church prosper in his time. Let's watch our circumstances change. Let's watch our hopes materialise. Let's see God working. He promises it. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. Amen.